Hey, you're listening to that witchy stuff, and I'm your host, Celeste. So, um, before I even start with anything else, let me just tell you, I have tried to record this episode probably 20 times. I got all the way through a recording last night. I wanted to have it um, scheduled to publish uh, at midnight, you know, and listened to it afterwards, and I just, you know... (laughs) I don't think I can get out of my own head enough to to get this episode done. I don't know what my problem is. I think I'm a little bit intimidated by talking about the elements. And I think the reason for that is because that's where um, I resonate the most with elemental magic. Um, That's sort of what I use. And I guess I'm a little bit scared that I'm going to say something that's wrong or dumb or... uh, something along those lines so hopefully I won't stutter and stumble and have long pauses and say um too much this episode but if I do just know that I really really tried not to I'm doing my best I guess so uh anyway episode five we are going to talk about the elements Um, I did want to mention a little bit, you know, the episodes that we've done already um, and the rest of the episodes that we'll do in this season are really uh, sort of building blocks for working a spell. Not everyone will use everything. Some people may use things I don't even cover. Um, So, you know, just know it's not like a set defined thing you know people do magic differently these are the things that I do um and you know at some point I may find other things to add into it and 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 that's fine things can evolve but for now um if we go over these things it can give you some places to start with everything that you learn about witchcraft whether you're a new witch or, you know, you've been a witch for 30 years, with everything you hear about witchcraft, you should also do your own research, read everything, find what resonates with you, because that's where your power is. That's where your magic is. Um, Anything that uh, resonates, you know, I mean, that's energy, right? So find what works for you. Um, So far, what we've talked about has been, um, you know, uh, as far as like with the spell work has been like, you know, the magical energy, a magical mindset, an introduction to tools. Um, Today, we'll talk about uh, elements, just sort of an introduction to elements. Next week, I want to do a guided grounding and centering and also talk about like what grounding and centering is and how to do it, how that applies to to magic and spell work, all of that stuff. Um, But for that episode, you probably should plan to listen to it when you're not driving or, or, you know, only halfway paying attention. It's one of those things where you need to really pull your attention inwards, inward, inward. Yeah. Um, So anyway, after that, we'll uh, talk about casting a circle, consecrating tools, um, a little bit about magical ingredients and correspondences. Um, your intentions and the way you word your spells, that can be really, really important. Um, how to begin and end a spell, because that is uh, really where I struggled the most. Um, 
I could do the spell, but it felt like the middle of a story. I felt like I was missing how to begin it and how to end it. So I did eventually figure that out. thought I'd give you some information on that. And then we may do um, an introduction to specific spell casting, just sort of to tie everything together. Um, so for today, we will talk a little bit about the elements. Um, I wanted to, before we get going on that, really, I wanted to recommend a book to you. Um, Elements of Magic uh, is a book um, that the reclaiming tradition uses a lot. Uh, reclaiming, you know, I guess they're not uh, Wiccan, but they're very similar to Wiccan. Um, it's sort of Wiccan with a um, political, or Wiccan with an activist mindset. So there's a lot of like social justice or environmentalism or, you know, um, charitable work, things like that uh, come into play a lot there. And I don't consider myself reclaiming at all, but um, all of those things are really important to me. So I like to, to keep that in mind with, with my magical working. Um, so anyway, this book, Elements of Magic, uh, it has a foreword by Starhawk and is edited by Jane Meredith and Gita Parma. I don't know how to say the name. I'm sorry. It's G-E-D-E. -E. Um, it's a collection of essays, really. Um, and every couple of essays, there will be um, a practice for um, something that applies to, to that um, to that element or, or, or whatever. It's broken out into five sections, uh, earth, air, fire, and water. And then in some traditions, there's also spirit. Um, actually, I don't wanna say traditions. In some, for some witches, they also use spirit. I use spirit, but I was doing that even before I was part of a Wiccan coven. So um, it makes a lot of sense to me to use it. Anyway, this book is good. It is, it's pretty um, in-depth, you know, like they really go into the different elements and it's sort of one of those things where you really don't even have to read every page of it. You know, if there's a part that's just not working for you, just it's fine. You can just skip that essay, move on to the next one. But the, um, the exercises they have in it are really helpful. Uh, but this is, if you're not very familiar with working with the elements, this is a good way to sort of start to get to know them. So I would definitely recommend that book. I'll try to put a link to it um, in the, uh, the um, episode description. So maybe you guys can get to it if you want. Um, and I also should say, I actually have not finished reading the book. I've only read about half of it. I've had it for several months, nearly a year. And I always mean to get back to it, but you know, like I used to read so much all the time and I don't know if it's as I've gotten older, the ADHD has gotten worse or if I just have different distractions or hobbies, I don't know. Now in my free time, I'm knitting or making jewelry or something. Um, you guys actually, you know, if you uh, go to my Twitter, you can actually see one of the pendants I made. Um, is for uh, one of my coven members, 
Um, so I cabbed a, a very pale amethyst and I cut a star into the back of it. Um, so it's round and it looks like a pinnacle and I ma made the setting and, and everything. Anyway, it's on Twitter. Uh, if you don't remember, my Twitter is stuff underscore witchy. So yeah, check me out there. Um, you know, I also, if you have any ideas about topics that we might go over on the podcast, or if you have questions that you want to like add to the conversation or whatever, that would be pretty cool to do it there. I thought of, I would, I'm more comfortable personally with Facebook. I would, I would really rather have a Facebook. I don't remember how to use Twitter. It's been so long. It's been like eight or nine years since I was really on Twitter. Um, so I'm a little hesitant. I don't remember like Twitter etiquette and I feel like I'm way too old for the crowd there. But um, yeah, so if you wanna add any uh, Twitter tips on there, that would be cool too. I don't wanna um, start a Facebook group because I don't wanna have yet another Facebook account. I have my account as Celeste. <clears throat> I also have my account as um, my real name. Uh, but it's got like work people and all this stuff on it that I can't exactly walk away from, but I uh, also can't be who I am there. So um, Celeste is the Facebook that I like to use, but I don't even want to start a Facebook group as Celeste because, well, I just don't want to. And I don't have to justify that. I just don't want to. So um, <laughs> there we are. So Twitter it is. Anyway, um, so let's get going about uh, about the episode. I, I don't, I'm going to try to keep this still around 30 minutes, but there won't be a whole lot of information about each of the elements. We will do an episode per element um, in season two. We'll get more in depth about it. So uh, just quickly, let's go through the elements. So uh, we'll start with earth. Uh, each of the elements has uh, a direction and a color that is pretty standard. You know, um, I guess in certain, I've heard in certain covens, they may have the directions different or, you know, something like that. But sort of the standard is um, that earth is in the north and the color is green. Um, what earth is, uh, it is the energy that works with anything, all the material things that you deal with, um, the natural things like dirt and rocks and crystals and, uh, you know, wood and stuff like that, but also unnatural things, you know, like don't let anyone tell you, oh, you're not as good of a witch because you're using this manufactured item in your, your magic. Um, whereas I have gone out and found a, a stick on the ground that a tree discarded. And I, I asked permission from that tree to use that stick. And that is my wand. And that's natural. I mean, that is, that's good. That's, I mean, I prefer to do it that way. But if you go to Etsy and you buy a wand that someone has made for you out of resin um, or epoxy or whatever that is, um, 
and that's your wand, that's fine too, because you know what? Everything that's in that wand came from planet Earth, like literally, right? It may have taken um, a more convoluted route between Earth and uh, becoming that wand, but it's still made from things on Earth. So anything of the Earth is the Earth. And there you go. And that's why you can use non-natural items in your um in your witchcraft. So anyway, earth, all the material things. Um, earth is very stable, it's balanced, um, it's about nourishment, you know, like we get our food from the earth. It's um supportive, it's very steady you know, um, that is, you know, you probably know someone who is sort of the rock. Uh, they're sort of like, a, you always know what type of um, mood they're going to be in, or you know their personality, and it's, it's very much the same all the time. Um, you kind of know who you're getting. That is sort of like how the earth element is. Um, when you use earth magic, it is uh, a slow release magic. So if you want something that maybe it's not going to have a huge impact right away, but it's going to last for a really long time. Like if I need, if I do a spell to have someone at work see my value better, you know, I mean, I may want to do something that is very immediate, but what I really want is to do something that's going to be very long lasting. You know, maybe I'm not going to get a promotion next week, but maybe over six months while this magic is out there, you know, I, they're gaining more and more respect for what I do. You know, it's a slow release magic and that uh, I'm not a very patient person. So that one is a little bit harder for me to do but I know for sure that it's a good thing and, I, and that I should do that more often uh, so um, all of the elements have sort of a flip side to them in fact I think everything magically has a flip side um, earth magic it can be rigid and unchanging so that's something that you should be aware of uh, so air um, air is, the direction is east and the color is yellow. Air is about um, thoughts and intelligence, uh, communication, um, movement, travel. These are things commonly associated with air. Uh, so if you are thinking about, um, you know, like when you, when you think about thoughts, you want to be able to get from one thought to the next thought um without you know something getting in the way of it so air you know when you think about like a breeze or or something like that wind air is uh moving from one point to another um and plus you know it's one of those things you can't see so i think that really ties into thoughts and intelligence for me um communication you know obviously we use air to speak but also um, communication as in, again, getting from point A to point B from, you know, from your mouth to their ears without something getting in the way of it. Um, 
and you know, it's that same sort of thought process for movement and travel. Um, air magic is usually used to bring something uh, away from you. Uh, if you think about when you blow a dandelion fluff, you know, the, the, the little seed things are, are moving away from you. Or if you fly a paper airplane, that's actually a pretty cool little air magic spell. You know, you write your, um, your, your spell on a piece of paper. Um, rice paper is a good one for this because you're going to leave it outside. So you write your magic on um, a piece of uh, rice paper. You fold it into a paper airplane and then you, you know, fly the airplane and let your magic go with it. Um, so air magic is good. Air is one of the ones, it's so funny, I'm, I'm an air sign, but air is one of the ones that I really have a hard time describing or relating to. I don't think I use air uh, very much. Anyway, air magic, um, the flip side to it is that it can be capricious. Like you don't really know, air can change directions really quickly, really easily. And you need to be very specific because you don't want it to, your magic to wind up um, going in a direction that you didn't intend. <clears throat> so uh, fire, um, fire is, uh, the direction is south and the color is red. Fire is actually my favorite element, is the one I relate to the most. Um, fire is about transformation. Uh, you, um, you know, you start with wood, you apply fire, and then you end with ash. Or, you know, there are certain seeds that um, in forests, you know, certain seeds that don't even grow until they've been exposed to a forest fire, which is crazy cool to me. Um, and you've got a lot of other kind of mythology like that, like the phoenix. The phoenix dies, it burns, and then it re reanimates. It comes back to life after the fire. Um, so fire is transform uh, transformation. Um, it's also creativity. It's passion. Um, it is uh, your will, determination. Um, it's courage. Uh, it's sort of that spark in anything, you know. Um, you know, uh, it's when you say that someone has a spark, they have a lot of fire in their personality. Um, but fire definitely has a flip side. Um, it can get out of control. Fire is uh, a lot of times like the way I think about it is like, um, well, I've been going through a, a period of fire. Most of 2021, I think I've gotten through it. We'll see how the, the year plays out, I guess. But uh, it is a, uh, when I say I've been going through a period of fire, there's been a lot of change in my life. It's change that I uh, brought about on my own, but that doesn't mean that it's not uh, 
a little painful still, you know, like I burned down um, basically my entire forest. You know, I left a little bit of a few trees, the ones that mattered, the ones that were important I wanted to keep, I left them. All the other stuff I got rid of um, and it hurt. It was painful, but by burning all of that down, I have allowed room for other things to grow. I've gotten rid of things in my life that um, that I should not be a part of, you know, and allowed room for things to grow that um, I want to nourish. So period of fire, that is, uh, in, in this case, it was it really, it was a good change, even though it was all painful. Um, it can be a change that is destructive, you know? I mean, like, you have to be careful with fire. Um, I think we all know that. It's, that really makes sense to everyone. I don't even know why I'm going on about that. So, um, water. <laughs> The direction for water is uh, the west, and um, the color is blue. Water is about um, emotions, uh, your subconscious. It, it is cleansing, um, it's changing, it's healing, um, it's uh, intuition, um, mysteries, compassion, psychic powers. Water is a pretty heavy duty element um i feel like fire and water are the two big change elements and earth and air are the two kind of smaller change elements um and really magic is always about change honestly um so so yeah water is very i don't know to me water feels very motherly um it is sort of where you go for any kind of um, cleansing energy, calming and cleansing energy. You, water is really good for that. Uh, but like the rest of the elements, <clears throat> uh, water also has its uh, flip side. Um, oh, wait, the magic. When you work with uh, water magic, uh, this is often used to move things to you. You know, as I say that, I'm really not sure if I've gotten water and air flipped around with that. You should look it up. Um, it is a, uh, one of them will, you can use to bring things to you. One of them you can use to move things away from you. And now that I am recording this episode for the, you know, 78th time, I don't remember which is which, which is funny, but you know what? I have it written in my book of shadows, so I can check it easily before I work on any kind of spell work. Um, so anyway, uh, it's still about travel, you know, it's, it's still about movement. Um, and that is sort of specific to air and water. Both of them are about movement. Um, but the flip side to water, it can be overwhelming. It can, um, it can hide things, you know, it can have uh, hidden things that are not necessarily good and happy stuff. Um, so, you know, 
keep your intentions and your wording when you're working with water very specific. That's with all of the elements. Keep your, or even if you're doing other kind of magic, you have to be specific. You have to be careful about your wording. Um, we'll definitely get into that. And in, we'll definitely get into that more in a different episode. Um, so uh, the last element that you may or may not use is spirit. To me, spirit makes sense. Like, um, I'm atheist, but I believe in some sort of otherness. Um, I'm not, I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm agnostic. Like, I don't really believe in some sort of like um, omnipotent being who watches every sparrow as it falls but I do believe there's something out there for me I call it a lot of times the universe but that is really what um the spirit element is um it's all the things that are not a part of the physical realm it's like if you're trying to define what a soul is or excuse me if you um times when you can really feel the magic around you you know you may or may not have been doing something magical but you can really feel that there's more around you than just what you can see with and see with your eyes and things like that um it's sort of the the anything that is outside of our regular five senses really i think probably could could fall into that element um uh the there's a sanskrit word for it that a lot of people use um the akasha uh it means the sort of the space between things um and then uh there's ether um the greek word for it uh which is sort of a One of them is atmospheric and one of them is not. I really don't remember. They're all trying to define something that's not definable. So we can uh, give it a name, but we can't really give it a definition. It's just not definable. It's really not. Um, so yeah, it's that whole feeling of magic. You may call it a divine presence. Um, I've heard it called quintessence which I think is really pretty word. I don't really know exactly what that means though. So, um, but quintessence, it's very pretty. Anyway, so spirit is um, the sort of a, gosh, I can't, I can't, I can't define it. You know what it is, honestly you know, I don't really need to define it because you already know what it is. You can feel it. And that's where you're, that's sort of like where everything comes from, you know, like that's where magic comes from. For me, I tap into the energy of the universe when I work magic. And that is uh, what spirit is. You may have heard something like um, Akashic Files is so supposed to be sort of a um, a blueprint of everything. Um, 
and that when you work magic, you are working to access or change the Akashic Files. I can't see that in any way other than literally. So it doesn't quite work for me. Um, but I know it works for a lot of other people and it may work for you. So look into that if you'd like. Um, all right, so that's all of the elements. I, I wanna talk a little bit about an exercise for you for this next week. Uh, I want you to get to know the elements. So I would do these individually. I wouldn't do, try to do all of the elements in one exercise. I would do the exercise that we're gonna talk about um, four or five times. The exercise is, uh, you know, we talked about um, creating your astral temple. We talked about um, moving uh, the energy through you, like concentrating your own energy and then creating that cyball um, and concentrating your own energy and making that bird. I would really love to hear if any of you did that and how that one worked out for you. I like that one a lot. But um, this time, instead of concentrating your own energy, I want you to draw the energy from an element. It may be easier for you if you find some um, something that you have, some item, some object that represents the element to you. Like maybe you have a crystal and you're going to work on earth magic or earth energy. You're not, not really, don't need to do any like magic with this. But in your astral temple, first, um, imagine in whatever way you do, being surrounded by this element in a perfect sphere. Uh, no part of you is touching it or anything else, you're floating there. Um, and you're, you're not uh, encased, you are protected. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's safe for you. It blocks out things from the outside. So what does that individual element feel like um, in that sort of a shell around you? Um, do you think that someone could easily get through it? Do you think it is blocking things off very effectively? Or is it something that is, um, you know, deflecting things, but, but not blocking everything off completely? Um, while you're in this, this shell, think to yourself, um, let's just say we're doing earth. So think to yourself, what is of the earth is the earth. Or if you were doing water, what is of water is water. So while you're thinking that, find the, find that element within yourself. So like earth for me might be bones. Um, it might be the iron in my blood, but my body is made of earth. You know, when, uh, when I die and um, I decompose, 
you know, all of these parts of my body will return to the earth and provide nourishment for the next thing to grow. That's how everything on the earth works, right? So find earth or water or air, fire. Fire is uh, all the electrical sparks between your cells and, and things that uh, makes them work. Um, so find the element within yourself, feel the element within yourself. And then um, from there, like, I just want you to get to know each element, you know, um, what does it feel like to you? How do you find it within yourself? How do you find it outside of yourself? You know, with each object or um, item that you have found to represent that element. This isn't speed dating. You don't need to go through all of these things in one hour. Um, this is sort of an extended exercise. You know, maybe take five minutes, 15 minutes more if you'd like to spend with the element and get to know it. Um, <laughs> for me, I see the elementals, um, like the proper noun element as uh, women. Each one has its own appearance has her own appearance. And, you know, uh, when I'm casting a circle and I'm calling the elements, I actually envision, you know, this woman coming towards me to stand in my circle. Um, that, may, that may work for you. That may seem like utter bullshit to you. The point is find something that works for you. How can you get to know this element? You want to begin to build a relationship with the element. Um, oh, something I meant to mention too, spirit is uh, sort of, um, if you think of things in a hierarchy, like um, my parents made me and I made my children and my children will make their children, you know, like things like that. Um, for me, spirit is sort of that top level of the hierarchy um, and spirit from spirit comes earth, air, fire, and water. So spirit is um, all of them. Uh, you that may help in some of your um, some of your exercises if you think about that. So yeah, get in touch with the elements outside of yourself. Get in touch with the elements inside of yourself. Create this shell. This is really just a time for you to get to know the element. Um, and speaking of that shell, the thought that I want to leave you with today is boundaries. You, as a person, are allowed to have boundaries. You're allowed to set those boundaries. And if you have set boundaries and someone is upset about it, they are probably taking advantage of those boundaries. And that was why you needed to set them. You deserve to have boundaries and your boundaries deserve to be respected. So you can use this shell when you need to remember your boundaries, when you need to prevent some narcissistic asshole from getting access to you you can create the shell. So uh, yeah, boundaries are good and you get to have them and nobody gets to tell you that you can't. So uh, 
yeah, season one, episode five in the books, and I will see you next Wednesday. <laughs>